Welcome back to the new Service Design Podcast. My name is Lawrence Somers. And I'm Jeroen de Peit. And today we are honored to welcome two special guests in our studio. Our first guest is the Director of Digital Transition at the Danish Design Center. She's also the Vice President of BIDA, the European Community of Design Centers and Design Associations, and member of the think tank Danish Design Council. For more than 20 years, she has been working in the intersection of strategic design, business development and innovation, where she has developed numerous design toolkits, such as the Danish Design Ladder and the Digital Ethics Compass. And more recently, she has been very involved into the organization of the Service Design Global Conference in Copenhagen. Welcome, Christina Melander. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. And our second guest today is founder and owner of Playful Innovations, where he engages in a variety of strategic design projects from building competence and culture to really hands-on digital product development. For more than 15 years, he's one of Denmark's leading design experts, driving ethical and responsible innovation. He is, even teaches about it. Um, he teaches about ethics and sustainability in digital design at the IT University of Copenhagen. And like Christina, he has also played a pivotal role in the organization of the Service Design Global Conference. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Peter Norregard, welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Really looking forward to um, yeah, diving deep into the conference. And we would love to talk about the conference. It's happening in the 13th and 14th of October, the Global Service Design Conference. Can you maybe explain what is your role specifically in organizing it? Yes. So my role has been, uh, I'm part of, you can say, uh, the board of the Danish chapter of SDN. Uh, and we have sort of owned the role of uh, the global conference for a few years now. Then, you know, the C word came and we had to postpone a few times. Um, and my role has been to, um, I've been prim primarily part of, of uh, putting together a, a program and also in terms of, you can say, contacting the, the speakers, making sure that the entire conference is set up. So there's a lot of, you can say, practical, I wouldn't call it details, but practical stuff that needs to to go on when you set up a conference like this uh, and i think the core team it's really difficult to divide who has done what uh, i'm just uh, i'm just part of the the, the, the say you can say the, the danish team on ground um trying to figure out how where and when hotels venue the lots so uh, there's a lot of different hats to wear yeah, really looking forward to go deeper into the, the theme of the conference as well. But maybe first, Christina, can you specify what your role is in organizing the conference? Sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Peter, he briefly, um, very briefly mentioned the C word, uh, because I think it's part of the story that uh, the conference, the Service Design Global Conference, was to take place in uh, in. Uh, in 2020 in Copenhagen. Uh, so, uh, and prior to, to to choosing Copenhagen as a destination, there was, a co of course, a, a, a proposal uh, phase where we actually, you know, applied to be the host city. And, and that entire uh, job I was part of uh, because we, at an early stage, um, decided that in order to, to host this conference, we wanted to make it a partnership 
on ground between uh, SDN uh, Danish chapter, great people, and the Danish Design Center, which is the national design center that works to, you know, uh, use design as values for sustainable innovation and partly receive some some government money in uh, to, to do that job. So I think it was the first time actually that to to create that partnership of a local design uh, a national design center and the local chapter. So did that proposal uh, and uh, gladly had a great time in Toronto, which was the last conference before it went virtual, where it was announced that it was going to be Copenhagen. And then, you know, the work started uh, with some colleagues of DDC and some colleagues in the chapter, you know, uh, giving, you know, some some fruit to a theme, uh, trying to find out who should be the speakers. And then, boom, <laughs> the sea thing happened. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and um, so, so yeah, put on hold uh, and um, and then now now we are back. So, and, and my team, it's a role survey is pretty much as as Peter say. I I think it's difficult to nail out who is doing what because I think we are really doing it together and just try to have a overview all the time. So coming from you know a more like a strategic planning of you know theme, uh, program structure, how to make a great conference, how to do it hybrid, uh, and these things to now very much we are close to actually the conference, which is, you know, where we're actually going into a lot of practical things. Uh, I think it's uh, it's an interesting point of time. Uh, I also think it's, uh, as we once said, you know, if you have like one year to plan a conference, you spend one year. If you only have six weeks, you spend six weeks. And it doesn't have to be, <laughs> it can be as good even despite the time. So it's, uh, I we kind of like it, you know, that the, the the tension we feel right now with having everything to come into place. We, we, we're looking so much forward to have this to happen now. We talked about it for so long. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine now it becomes really, really concrete and maybe the pressure helps to, uh, to tackle some uh, tough decisions uh, even. Um, yeah, Peter? Yeah, I just it was just quite funny to hear Christina actually line out the storyline here but I, because I, I actually completely forgot how long we've been on this. So setting up the first theme, then setting up setting up the second theme, postponing a few times. So it's been quite a bumpy ride. That's actually really I'm just so much in it now that I've completely forgot the the road here. That was a thank you so much, Christina, for taking me back on that tour down memory lane. You're welcome, dear. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this edition is uh, courage to design for good. Uh, I also heard in your uh, conversation that maybe the team throughout the yeah, developing weeks, months also changed mm -hmm. a little bit. Can you elaborate on it uh, um, to, to break down what, what does it mean for you to design for good? Maybe you take the good thing, Peter, and I take the current thing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so I think that um, the, the, the theme of the con this year's conference needs to be seen in a, in a lot of different, uh, from a lot of different aspects, you can say. Uh, the, the, the prior conference, uh, the theme of that conference was taking a stand and we kind of, uh, wanted to, uh, sort of make a, a continuous build on, on driving, uh, an agenda that uh, moved from that point. So taking a stand, what does that actually mean? Uh, and it, within the, 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 the core theme group, uh, we had a lot of discussions in terms of 
you can say designers owning up to their responsibility of actually well it does, does sound a little bit corny but but having um yeah the courage and, and christina will elaborate a little bit on, on that word but in terms of, of taking a stand for changing the world for the better basically uh we've been through oh, the storyline of you can say service design has been to to first of all advocate the the relevance for both public and uh, and private organizations but we're uh, we're beyond that point now and we need to actively engage in the conversations uh, that drive uh, the world towards a better place within different arenas of course uh, within the the digital uh, well-being arena within the sustainable arena within different sort of agendas but at least having a conversation around what does good actually mean what does good mean in this specific design context and how do we actively engage in you can say driving our design uh, practice towards that uh, that goal we think that's extremely important role for uh, service designers across the globe to play uh, it's not to say that there is a one specific answer to what good is. It's uh, it's an obligation and responsibility to engage in the conversation around how do we apply, uh, you can say, the the good word uh, in in our specific design context. Uh, because that is, uh, or at least our conclusion was, it's desperately needed that uh, the design community as a whole take part take an active part in driving that agenda and driving that conversation because honestly we think that we're the if not the best suited so at least extremely well suited to engage in those kind of conversations that was a little bit of a you can say the the violin uh, piece to describe the theme but i think we're actually really 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 um you can say enthusiastic about this agenda and we think it's uh yeah we think it's an, an extremely uh, relevant uh, conversation to engage in. Yeah, I think now more than ever, uh, even after the C word, but also I think a lot of things are changing in the world or really challenging um, in the world. Um, courage is also an important part of that. Christina, can you elaborate on, on the courage aspect of designing for good? Yeah, and I, I think it comes, I mean, building on what Peter says. So you just said a little bit the. Uh, you know, headline-wise, I think we, we are turning our view from why design matters to how can it make a difference? Because there are so many, you know, um, things pointing in a direction uh, that design can, can serve. So I think that's one thing. The other thing is that, you know, when we talk about, of course, for good, what will drive innovation and change? That will be the grand challenging that we are facing as a global society within, you know, climate, uh, within the uh, digital space, and within also the social space. And you can say, and again, forgive me to to talk a little bit in, in headlines, a little bit black and white, but but you could argue that that uh, some of the reasons why we are facing the crisis is also due to design. <laughs> Uh, what we designed during industrialization, difficult word for a Danish lady. Uh, but um, then I think it's also then our obligation, our responsibility as a design community to also uh, point towards solutions. And I think from my point of view that we are uh, at a time, especially in Europe, where the potential of what designers can bring to the table has been seen. 
Uh, and I think this is why, uh, you know, we need to understand what does it takes from us? What is that kind of courage to step up our games instead of just talking about the value we can bring, but actually how can we start doing things differently? And uh, what would it requires from us? What is, you know, as a design community, we have a huge toolbox of great tools and methods and approaches and mindsets. But what is actually, you know, the things, our role in the future to really have that courage? Because I believe it requires courage. <laughs> uh, I think we all do. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. So we can talk about it. We can agree on it very fast. But what's, what really needs to be changed? What kind of actions? to do something different tomorrow. Um, we, we, need to, we need to agree on that now and start doing it. I mean, we have no more time. <laughs> really the, the hands-on approach. Um, yeah. yeah. Peter, you want to uh, add something, I think? Yes, as you can hear, we're uh, both very, very enthusiastic about this, uh, both the words, but also the agenda. And I think it's also important to emphasize that, that courage is not, uh, to us at least, uh, it's not, uh, just a, a fluffy thing to say and, and it's not about charging in uh, and fighting uh, the dragon as, as as you can say the knight on a, on a on a horse it's also much more practical actually it's uh, we all recognize the feeling that it require requires courage to take on the difficult conversation to engage in you can say stakeholder conversations around what is actually valuable to this company uh, or to this organization and if we want to change, somebody has to bring new perspectives into that conversation. And that is sometimes a little bit, you can say, scary even, uh, uncomfortable for some to talk about how do we, for instance, bring uh, the nature into uh, our, our valuization of, uh, of the concept development and, uh, and designs that we, that we promote. Uh, so it's actually also a very practical thing. Um, how do we engage in these um, how do we bring those per perspectives to the table? Not as a, uh, as I say, you can say, not in an angry way, but in a way that that we can actually, that, that is what designers do, right? That we can actually collaborate and have a conversation around so that it's not just, uh, you know, the definition of good comes from the design community, but we are very well suited to, you know, initiate the conversation, but also to, to you can say, bring about the collaboration that is a key part of uh, our design practice. So I, I think it's also very important for us, as Christina says, to say that courage is, is, is also in a how mode. How do we actually bring courage uh, to the specificity, or sorry, to the specific situations within a, a design process? It doesn't have to be only on a high uh, ideal level, but also on a very practical level. And that's what's been uh, taking a lot of, uh, uh, you can say, consideration from our part at least to put together a program where we can discuss both the the more philosophical aspects of of courage and what good is, but also the more how do we actually activate that uh, that courage within our design processes? Yeah, you're already mentioning a little bit how you build up the program. I'm wondering, are we getting more uh, answers during the conference itself? Or are we also tackling more of the hard questions we actually have to ask ourselves and, and 
try to figure out yeah how to manage this well um i hope we will get some answers at least we will get some um uh some inspiration and some examples of how uh um different people service designers have dealt with it uh this is as something that most of our speakers will will come across but what we also are keen to do is actually to to co-create a courage pledge as a result of the conference uh, because um, what we think is to actually you know we want to really utilize or embrace that throughout this conference we have great speakers but you know what everybody's an expert Every person, every attendee is an expert. And that's a huge amount of experience and brain, brain capacity. So how do we make sure, you know, we get everybody's experience and, and, and knowledge into this? So we have actually planned a process throughout the conference and we find a way to do it, you know, mirror as a mirror both for the physical and the virtual part. But we we really want to you know harvest attendees' reflections, encourage that conversation, and ideally we will design and produce a courage pledge that can be the key takeaways of this conference. So what what do we as a community, speakers, partners, attendees, SDN team think is crucial in terms of the mindset it takes to embrace or build courage? And what is the crucial actions and to really harvest that. So it's a process that we are still designing, but it's just to answer you to your question. I think this is a, so of course, confer, conf, conferences is also about just inspiration. And we need that always is, is the gasoline to our engines. But I think also, you know, just not leave the conference, you know, just being inspired, but feel that we have produced something together i think that is uh that will that will be a great asset as well okay so you're gonna put everyone to work sure it will be it will be i will we will be nice and gentle but we will encourage people to think and to reflect and to co-create and then somehow vote so crowdsource all reflections on these things i just mentioned and then perhaps uh, or not perhaps we will find a way to do some voting so inspire each other and then you know vote for what is what is the most crucial because there is thousands of things we can do but as a community what do we believe is essential and then you can bring that home and uh, print it as a poster on your wall or uh, an image on your iPhone or whatever suits you to remind you of uh, how to move forward. I, I think also to build on what Christina is saying, I think it's uh, it's important to emphasize that, of course, since we have this uh, moving from why to how aspect in curating the program, there is a lot of great examples on how people have shown different parts of courage in different parts of the you can say the design process. Uh, so we're also, in terms of the content of the of the conference, really, really um, focused on demonstrating how this is happening. 
I would be a little bit hesitant in saying that we we are getting you can say answers because this is also courage is also about having the courage to be in a position where there are actually no we all know that when we work with wicked problems there are no clear answers there are only better or worse ways of addressing a specific problem and that is also part of what what courage is and i think that to to uh, to emphasize christina's points we are really uh, interested in of course part of the conference uh, you can say value is inspiration and we have a lot of inspirational speakers let me just emphasize that but we're actually also interested in changing behaviors so how can we uh, you know make the the attendees leave the conference with some pointers in terms of how can they go back and change behaviors that's our ultimate goal and as you know uh, co-creation and participatory design was invented in uh, in Denmark in uh, in the 70s and stolen by Silicon Valley in <laughs> during the 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 zeros but that's a very that's actually a very danish way of of creating this uh, you can say of co-creating uh, in a very democratic sense, what are actually the the voices that needs to be heard in terms of, uh, of in terms of building this behavioral change? So that is our you can say our, our ambition, and we know it's very ambitious because, well, we need to uh, engage with the audience in a much different way uh, than than that maybe is, is 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 typical. But maybe we're we're helped by first of all we're in a fantastic design community with, uh, as Christina says, a lot of uh, really, really smart and um, um, you can say practical people. I think designers are also interested in, in, in giving uh, something back. Uh, and and, and the, the last part is, of course, that, um, that you can say that uh, being in a room full of designers and being in one room uh, actually might uh, help us in that aspect as well. So we have one space where everything is taking place and it's a really, really lovely space. It's a it's an art venue. Uh, so it's kind of special also and that might also support this, uh, you can say, democratic co-creation process. We're really looking forward to it. <laughs> You've mentioned co-creation a few times. Is this also how you approached the design of the program itself? It seems pretty thought out already. So... I'm curious how that how that went these past years. Uh, I'm I'm not even thinking about co-creating anymore. I think it's be, it's become my DNA. <laughs> uh, so 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 ha it has has definitely been been uh, been a co-creation process, and I think it uh, and I think and it it it's been built uh, upon you know a few uh, key values. So as I mentioned before, embracing that everyone in the in the room. And when I talk about the room, I both talk about the physical space and the virtual space. But everybody is an expert. Uh, uh, I'm not. I, I don't know if anybody will hit me for saying this, but I'm a little bit um, not so okay of phrasing people as keynote speakers, preferred speakers, speakers. I mean, I think today it it requires, you know co-creation, uh, multidisciplinary teams, all those things that we all know so well. And but I also think you know solving the complex problems it's it's we know it's not a one man job and it create it requires so many different disciplines and roles and expertise and, and experience. And I just so so key so I think this has been really the key value uh, in, in designing this program. And the other thing is really also, you know, um uh, how can we how can we create a space or how can we 
design a program that really also encourage people to to speak to one another. What is what is how do you actually facilitate networking besides having maybe a digital platform that helps you know view the attendance list and applying to say I would love to speak to you through through lunchtime. But how can you how can you create that um, that atmosphere and um, and 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 surroundings both virtually and physically where people uh, feel you know yeah where it's easy for people to 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 share and and speak and very practically it is a hybrid edition this year yes how will it look like how how did you how did you come up with this well i mean uh, when when you invited us to this podcast you also asked one of your questions you know has has there been some challenges and 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 i think that that the hybrid format uh Challenge is maybe a big word, but that has been something we have actually uh, discussed a lot uh, because I think, you know, coming out of uh, the sea period, uh, we we really learned, you know, also how how easy and, and it is to meet on a virtual level that we can easily meet, you know, don't have to, to you know, fly to anywhere in the world. We can easily meet in a platform and uh, and that's super, super cool. Uh, and it's easy, you know. And then the other thing is, you know, when coming back, you know, people also really, really want to meet. And uh, and I think the experience of doing virtual versus physical is two very, very different things. And we 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 explored a lot. How can we really integrate it? How can we make it the same, despite you are in the physical room or in the virtual room? But also, you know, how can you, so you don't feel left out as a virtual attendance, but also that you don't feel it was not worthwhile actually going to the physical space, made people are flying in from around the, from around the globe, that that's also was the right decision that it was, it's not the same if you were virtual attendees. And I just think that that was such an experience and we really want to embrace doing hyper things because it makes sense in this time, <laughs> you know, from a sustainability point of view, from a time point of view, from many, many points of view. But um, yeah, so, so we, yeah, we tried to figure out a way to do it. And uh, we, we come, we actually came to a decision that how we do it is that at the, um, and we as the Danish team focusing on, on the physical part and having another team who's focusing on the virtual experience. And then, you know, basically making sure that every time we have something in the physical space that is beyond a talk that you can just, you know, <laughs> you can put a video to and, and watch and in the same way as a virtual, that we will do these interventions of the co-creation of the Courage Pledge I mentioned before or the networking thing, that will be two different things. So that will be Miro uh, things uh, somehow. It is going to be an experience, uh, experiment, but uh, that we are cool with that. We do that all the time. But it's. Uh, I just think that we realized that we were adding too much complexity, that we were trying to get too many, you know, lose different ends to meet. And we were sort of, She's focusing on making it so hybrid and interconnected that we sort of forgot our 
maybe our users for just five minutes. <laughs> and 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 also because I think which I think we 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 had that reflection that was at one point difficult for us ourselves with the experience we had to understand what we were actually <laughs> trying to gain or be. I mean, so so it is just so interesting to see what what um what happened um when we sort of you know took these two things apart and now focusing on it and, and try to mirror it and embrace the fact that somebody is in the room and somebody is at that computer somewhere in the world and will be great. And I think it's, it's very easy to overthink the, the hybrid part because if you ask the question, what is a hybrid conference? You actually get a lot of different, it's not a thing, right? It's something that you have to reinvent all the time. And we, that was a, a key challenge that we kind of, had to stay out of that hole of overthinking and overcomplicating it, but also, of course, still connecting it somehow to the uh, to the to the physical event. So it wasn't just you know people tacking along on a screen, and that has been taking us uh, quite some energy actually. Uh, and, and and it's interesting because that's that energy is definitely not wasted. I think the experience and the the you know the history of doing this is really 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 valuable because well. Even though we haven't really defined what a hybrid conference is, obviously this is going to be the sort of the the state of conferences going forward. I guess you have to include some connectivity between digital and physical attendance. It's it's just a premise, I guess, going forward. So, but that's been a really interesting learning, and also let's just be honest, a little bit of frustration somehow. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, but it's also <clears throat> very interesting for you to see you really tackle the, the the physical and the digital as two separate components. I really like that and trying to mirror it. But I also here to try really expand the the advantages of both being in the room, but also really the maybe hyper connectivity of being online present as well. And uh, yeah, Irun and I we're going to be there physically, so we're really really looking forward to it to really be in the room with all the designers. So it's going to be going to be so much fun. Um, with the conference around the corner, what are some things you are looking forward to? Uh, yeah. I really yeah. look forward to, uh, uh, so, you know, the day before the conference, there's a, there's a pre-conference, uh, workshops. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned these, but there are actually four extremely, uh, relevant workshops, uh, hosted by different partners, uh, uh among others, uh, Christina is, uh, is hosting a, a conference on the ethical uh, compass, um, which I can definitely recommend. Well, I can recommend all of them. But I'm really looking forward to to getting into, you know, suiting up somehow and getting into the conference mode, mode. Being there, I know I'll be so busy, will be so busy making things work, and there'll probably be, be some things that, even though we've tried, that we have... I don't think we've missed, but we need to, you know, make last-minute uh, uh, savings. But I really like to being in that—not savings, but uh, being a goalkeeper. What, what is that word? I think you know what I mean. Have, having to, uh, you know, <laughs> fixing fix things in the in the last minute. Uh, it's not like we're in panic at all. We're really, really well uh, structured and, and planned. But I think being in that uh, that mode, I really look forward to that. That's my personal. Uh, <laughs> that's my, my personal uh, joy of. And then, of course, being in a room with uh, three hundred people. 
that's just going to be a fantastic, you can say, peak moment for me because we've really, really been in this uh, planning mode for so long now. Uh, cut up uh, even two times. So it's, it's it's been like Christina just lined out in the beginning. It's been <laughs> let's say two years where we've been thinking on and off about this conference in mm-hmm. very different formats, but now it's actually going to happen, and I really look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to um, be so so exciting. And for you, Christina, what are you specifically maybe looking uh, looking forward to? Um, but but it's 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 pretty much the same. I also think you know, I I mean whether you are there physically or virtual, I keep really looking forward to all the speakers and the talks because I think you know just that process of you know um, inviting some speakers, but also you know the whole. Uh, um identifying uh, the, the speakers for the program based on their call for submission so 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 there's been so many amazing people from around the world who has submitted a proposal to become a speaker and it's it's a very very high number of people who actually uh, submit a talk and and because we have a, a quite simple program there is no breakouts uh, we actually had to choose very little out of that massive uh, inspirational talks and and um so i also just wanted to take this opportunity so to say you know that was what a ride what a thrill to go through all these proposals uh, i mean that also makes me um super optimistic for the future you know looking into what service designers is actually working with and and you know um yeah and 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 fighting for more or less to say that but 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 and in many ways, just to say that also, uh, because then you are under planning and and these uh, speakers become a name on a paper and and now we're like really looking forward to see them, you know, whether it's digital or not, but flesh and blood and hear them and and present and and that will be so cool. Just not the name and a headline, but actually hear that and and of course also from from the physical point of view. I mean, I just look so much forward to be surrounded by 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 people um that is going to be amazing i i and i look forward to make this happen now because it has been a long ride i i i have to see it, it come together and as peter says there will be a lot of uh, uh probably issues that will occur, occur last minute or during the conference but but I, I'm, I'm super confident in, in overcoming this because uh, because I think both we, the Danish team, but also the entire SDN uh, team uh, working on this conference. I mean, I think we have we have managed to create a lot of trust. There is a lot of responsibility. I'm not quite sure all the time who is doing what, but somebody knows that. But I, I what, but what I do feel confident in is that 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 rarely anything will fall between two chairs because there are a lot of commitment and a lot of responsibility, which I think is what an accomplishment. This a lot of the people involved in this conference is volunteers. This is some I mean, like Peter, it's besides his his normal day job. So so yeah, so I think that is and and from where I'm working, what I do, I do, you know, I initiate initiate a lot of experiments. So I'm absolutely fine with things, you know, changing or challenging and, you know, just find solutions. And uh, I mean, that's almost how I I can breathe. If it's just too, you know, uh, strict or just as planned, 
I'm getting scared. <laughs> so. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Peter. It's been such a delight to hear both your experience, looking forward to this conference, and for listeners who haven't registered their attendance yet and who still want to join the conference, maybe virtually, we also have a, a gift to share. And uh, we actually received uh, a 20% off promo code for the virtual tickets. And this promo code applies on both SDN members, but also on non-members as well as students. And the code, I'm going to spell it out really slowly. It's Go Service Design Podcast without spaces. And you can enter it uh, while uh, registering for the conference in the order summary on servicedesignglobalconference.com. Looking so much forward. And thank you for inviting us for this conversation. I mean, it's, it's really cool to actually reflect also a little bit about the process that we have, have gone through. And uh, not that we need more energy, but I think it's, 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 uh, it just makes me realize that uh, I look even more forward to, to this conference. Uh, that is really great. Yeah, that, that, that's actually a really good point, Christina, to actually have the, the time and opportunity to have uh, smart people ask you what, it, what you've been doing makes you realize, first of all, uh, what a team effort. Wow, collaboration with a global SDN team across the world with the people on screens coordinating a conference. That's one thing. And we're actually making it happen. Uh, and the energy and collaboration uh, or the, the sense of collaboration has just been overwhelming. And so thank you guys actually for, uh, for giving us the chance to, to think that through and to, uh, to sort of reinstate that, uh, that feeling of gratitude. That's actually really, really valuable. I, and I really look forward to see you guys at the at the conference in 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 the in real life. <laughs> yeah, physical form. I think yeah, it's the same for us. We're so grateful for you guys to be here, um, and to really go deep, too deep, uh, dive deep into the into the theme. Um, it really resonates with us as well. And and courage and designing for good is something that even maybe more with like the 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 the, the more younger generations. That it's really something that's that's on our agenda, and we get that from our schooling as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting team. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be there physically, um, so we can always go a little bit deeper in the, into the topics as well. Uh, re reflect on it more. I can imagine it's so nice seeing it all come together, um, uh, both the physical and the, and the, the digital part. For our listeners, um, heads up, we're going to be on the conference on the 13th and the 14th of October. We will check in there with a, a few people and we uh, also are uh, mobile. So we have our microphone with us and we're uh, trying to uh, to catch some interesting maybe speakers, but also listeners and seeing how uh, what their experience has been uh, in Copenhagen. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you at the Service Design Global Conference in Copenhagen, the 13th and 14th of October. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Christina, for being here. And uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting you.